Section 91 of The Poems of Jonathan Swift, Volume 1, by Jonathan Swift. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Beast's Confession to the Priest, on Observing How Most Men Mistake Their Own Talents, 1732. When beasts could speak, the learned say they still can do so every day, it seems they had religion then, as much as now we find in men. It happened when a plague broke out, which therefore made them more devout, the king of brutes, to make it plain, of quadrupeds I only main, by proclamation gave command that every subject in the land should to the priest confess their sins, and thus the pious wolf begins. Good father, I must own with shame that often I have been to blame. I must confess on Friday last, wretch that I was, I broke my fast. But I defy the basest tongue to prove I did my neighbour wrong, or ever went to seek my food by rapine theft or thirst of blood. The ass approaching next confessed that in his heart he loved a jest. A wag he was, he needs must own, and could not let a dunce alone. Sometimes his friends he would not spare, and might perhaps be too severe. But yet the worst that could be said, he was a wit both born and bred. And if it be a sin and shame, nature alone must bear the blame. One fault he has is sorry for it, his ears are half a foot too short, which, could he to the standard bring, he'd show his face before the king. Then for his voice there's none disputes that he's the nightingale of brutes. The swine with contrite heart allowed, his shape and beauty made him proud. In diet was perhaps too nice, but gluttony was near his vice. In every turn of life content, and meekly took what fortune sent. Inquire through all the parish round, a better neighbour near was found. His vigilance might some displease, tis true he hated sloth like peas. The mimic ape began his chatter, how evil tongues his life bespatter. Much of the censoring world complained, who said his gravity was feigned. Indeed, the strictness of his morals engaged him in a hundred quarrels. He saw, and he was grieved to seat, his zeal was sometimes indiscreet. He found his virtues too severe for our corrupted times to bear. Yet such a lewd licentious age might well excuse a stoic's rage. The goat advanced with decent pace, and first excused his youthful face. Forgiveness begged that he appeared, t'was nature's fault, without a beard. Tis true he was not much inclined to fondness for the female kind, not as his enemies object from chance or natural defect, not by his frigid constitution, but through a pious resolution, for he had made a holy vow of chastity as monks do now, which he resolved to keep for ever hence and strictly too as doth his reverence. Apply the tale, and you shall find how just it suits with humankind. Some faults we own, but can you guess? Why virtues carried to excess, wherewith our vanity endows us, though neither foe nor friend allows us. The lawyer swears, you may rely on't, he never squeezed a needy client. And this he makes his constant rule, for which his brethren call him fool. His conscience always was so nice, he freely gave the poor advice by which he lost, he may affirm, a hundred fees last Easter term. While others of the learned robe would break the patience of a job, no pleader at the bar could match his diligence and quick dispatch. Near kept a cause, he well may boast, above a term or two at most. The cringing knave who seeks a place without success thus tells his case. Why should he longer mince the matter? He failed because he could not flatter. He had not learned to turn his coat, nor for a party give his vote. 
His crime he quickly understood, Too zealous for the nation's good. He found the ministers resented, Yet could not for his heart repent it. The chaplain vows he cannot fawn, Though it would raise him to the lawn. He passed his hours among his books, You find it in his meagre looks. He might, if he were worldly wise, Preferment get and spare his eyes, But owns he had a stubborn spirit That made him trust alone to merit. Would rise by merit to promotion, Alas, a mere chimeric notion. The doctor, if you will believe him, Confessed a sin, and God forgive him, Called up at midnight, ran to save A blind old beggar from the grave. But see how Satan spreads his snares, He quick forgot to say his prayers. He cannot help it for his heart, Sometimes to act the parson's part. Quotes from the Bible many a sentence That moves his patience to repentance, And when his medicines do no good, Supports their minds with heavenly food. At which, however well intended, He hears the clergy are offended, And grown so bold behind his back To call him hypocrite and quack. In his own church he keeps a seat, Says grace before and after meat, And calls without affecting airs His household twice a day to prayers. He shuns apothecaries' shops, And hates to cram the sick with slops. He scorns to make his art a trade, Nor bribes my lady's favourite maid. Old nurse-keepers would never hire To recommend him to the squire, Which others whom he will not name Have often practised to their shame. The statesman tells you with a sneer His fault is to be too sincere, And having no sinister ends Is apt to disoblige his friends. The nation's good, his master's glory, Without regard to Whig or Tory, Were all the schemes he had in view, Yet he was seconded by few. Though some had spread a thousand lies, T'was he defeated the excise. T'was known, though he had borne aspersion, That standing troops were his aversion. His practice was, in every station, To serve the king and please the nation. Though hard to find, in every case, The fittest man to fill a place, His promises he ne'er forgot, But took memorials on the spot. His enemies, for want of charity, Said he affected popularity. Tis true the people understood That all he did was for their good. Their kind affections he has tried, No love is lost on either side. He came to court with fortune clear, Which now he runs out every year, Must at the rate that he goes on Inevitably be undone. Oh, if his majesty would please To give him but a writ of ease, Would grant him license to retire, As it has long been his desire. By fair accounts it would be found He's poorer by ten thousand pound. He owns and hopes it is no sin, He ne'er was partial to his kin. He thought it base for men in stations To crown the court with their relations. His country was his dearest mother, And every virtuous man his brother. Through modesty or awkward shame, For which he owns himself to blame, He found the wisest man he could, Without respect to friends or blood. Nor ever acts on private views When he has liberty to choose. The sharper swore he hated play, Except to pass an hour away. And well he might, for to his cost, By want of skill he always lost. He heard there was a club of cheats Who had contrived a thousand feats, Could change the stock or cog a die, And thus deceive the sharpest eye. Nor wonder how his fortune sunk, His brothers fleece him when he's drunk. I own the moral not exact, Besides the tale is false, in fact, And so absurd that I could raise up From Fields Elysian fabling Aesop. I would accuse him to his face for libeling the four-foot race. Creatures of every kind but ours well comprehend their natural powers, while we whom reason ought to sway mistake our talents every day. 
The ass was never known so stupid To act the part of Tray or Cupid, Nor leaps upon his master's lap, There to be stroked and fed with pap. As Aesop would the world persuade, He better understands his trade, Nor comes whene'er his lady whistles, But carries loads and feeds on thistles. Our author's meaning, I presume, is A creature bipes et iplumis, Wherein the moralist design'd A compliment on humankind. For here he owns that now and then Beasts may degenerate into men. End of section 91